1: Of a plague ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Raydolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical.
2: This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart,
1: comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist.
2: In this week's episode, we're talking about Harvey Milk. So grab your Coors Light. And let's get civical.
1: Hello, everybody! Oh, hi! Hello!
2: Uh, Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walantowski. And what's new, (laughs) Scooby-Doo? I feel like I just spent... The, our pre-record session saying how tired and
1: overworked I am. How's everybody else doing? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am the same. I am in the same boat. Uh, it's I just feel like I am constantly behind. My to-do yes. list is never ending. Yes. Um, there are some days where, like, I try and remember to eat. I yeah. I feel like oh, that LOL. happens.
2: <laughs> LOL. I haven't brushed my teeth in two days.
1: Ah. <sighs> I haven't brushed them yet today. Thank you for the reminder. It is Everybody,
2: brush your teeth when you're done listening to this recording. It is the first thing to go once we get stressed. It's a bye-bye. Bye-bye. Because the first thing I do when I wake up is I have my coffee, Mm -hmm. and I don't want to brush them just after having my coffee. So I'm like, I'll wait a second, but then in the time that I'm waiting a second – everything blows up and then it's two o'clock and I'm like
0: or
2: in this case it's two days later and I'm like oh my god (laughs) oh my god
1: like what have I done with myself what have I done yeah and you can't brush them before coffee because then your coffee tastes like. It pregnant. tastes weird. You can't do it. Can't and also, I'm it. tired. Like, yep. I'm too
2: tired to yep. do the whole, hush, oh, no. hush, 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 sh- Like, yep. uh, no, thank you. I have no. to have
1: the coffee first. Absolutely. It is literally the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is turn the kettle on.
2: Yes, absolutely. Same. So, anywho, with all of that said, we're, I feel like. It, This was our theme last week as well because this week our topic is about something where um, there's like a – it's like there's a day. There's a day that's like happened in this month. So we saw that and we thought, oh, my God, what a great episode topic. Yeah, Um, yeah. This month, Harvey Milk Day falls in the month of May. So we thought, why not talk about Harvey Milk who yeah. is so it's it's almost like a, it's a little biopic a biopic it's a little biopic. Yeah, it's, it's a biopic
1: biop by bi, biopic biopic
2: yeah that's not scotus related no and i love that i love our little biopic biopics because i feel like i feel like we i didn't learn about this is going to sound crazy but i obviously didn't learn about harvey milk in texas public education
1: oh i didn't learn about him in ohio
2: yeah, my first introduction to him was the Sean Penn film. Yes, me too. To which he won the Academy Award for, for yes. portraying him. Yeah. That was my first time that I was like, this is a person that existed.
1: Yes, 100%. And I, like, I can't remember when that film came out, but I remember, like, like I it was... A very memorable film for me. And I remember like just snippets of it and like this guy's life. But I I mean, like, I don't remember when it came out. Maybe I was like 14 or 15. But like, yeah. I like it was the first time I had heard of the Castro and like, mm. like knew that there was like such a thing as like gay culture, mm-hmm. um, which is like kind of crazy. Wait, I kind of want to look up when this movie was made.
2: Oh, my God. Look it up. I feel like... I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess it okay. was 2007.
1: You, you're you so close. 2008. Oh. Wow. Yeah.
2: yeah it, f- it feels like an early, mid-2000s type of vibe.
1: Hold on. Then I was not 13. I was full-ass 23 years old. So, <laughs> like... <laughs>
2: But Which is, 23 is the 13 of your 20s, let me tell
1: (laughs) you. But seriously, I would, like, that's, like, baby, like, me as baby gay being, like, learning about things. And, like, so, that's so crazy to me that I was 23 when that movie came out. Which also explains why I have such vivid memories of it. Yeah. I, I feel like I understand that moment now more of my life. Thank you for...
2: Oh, my God. I'm glad that we made you. a breakthrough. That was so
1: crazy. I was like, why do you remember this film? And, what? Why, does and like, it, why did it have an impact? Because you know, were young, wild, and gay. Young, wild. I mean, yes. But, like, I also didn't – Like, I lived in the city for, like, four years at that point. So I must have heard of a lot of that stuff. I just don't remember or, like, don't have, like, a – Like, I didn't have, like, the full picture of, yeah. like, any kind of – civil rights movement in sure. that world, because sure I, I, like like you said, wasn't taught about that in Ohio. So, yeah. So all that to say, we're talking about Harvey Milk today
2: in honor of Harvey Milk Day, and I'm excited. So yeah. before we hop in, do
1: you want to talk about today's Sarsha Ronan Sarses? The Sarsha Ronan Sarses. Sometimes it's harder for me to say Ronan than it is S- Sarsha. Sarsha. Although I just fucked that. So, it's... <laughs> I don't know
2: what to tell you, babe. To me, yeah. Sorscha is harder of the two. I think it's the the alliteration of it's it. The alliteration,
1: Sorscharan and Rarn and Sorscha. Like I just, yes, yeah. yeah. So, all of this is coming from an article by Katie Dowd at FS Gate, San Francisco Gate, which is a like a local, I think, online publication. Maybe there's a print version of it, but I have I don't live in San Francisco, and her article is really great because it's all like. All the stuff that happened when he was uh, assassinated and then afterwards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the kind of impact. Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. So sorry. Spoiler. <laughs> so which I like didn't remember from the film. Like I just remember him being assassinated. Of, no, I like I have told no <laughs> memory of that. I have no memory of the White Night Wild. Riots. Wild. I have no memory of that. Yeah. I just remember him speaking. So like I don't I was like interesting. He was assassinated. Wow. Yes. Clearly that my early 20s is just a blur. Sure, sure. Just we're, really, we're really pulling <laughs> back memories. You're really? recalling them. <laughs> just absolutely gone. Yeah. So yeah, so San Francisco Gate. And then a lot of stuff from the Milk Foundation, which is the foundation that like, you know, continues his work and legacy and like holds all mm-hmm. of his, you know, information. And then some stuff from history.com. Because we have to have it. Because we have to have it. It's in the contract.
2: It's in it's in our contract mm-hmm. that we do not have with History.com. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's
2: then swan dive into Harvey Milk by talking about his background. The background on Harvey Milk, for those of you who haven't heard of him, here we go. So these are coming from uh, the Milk Foundation and History.com. Harvey Bernard Milk, which first of all, bernard obsessed with that name yeah i think it's an amazing name i love every time i see the name bernard it feels just like it's one of my favorites so harvey bernard milk was born on may 22nd 1930 in woodmere new york the second son of william and minerva okay minerva minerva Milk. that's also a solid name i love that name The son of William and Minerva Milk, he came from a family with prominent ties to the community. His Lithuanian-born grandfather, Morris, owned Milk's Dry Goods, which became the largest department store on Long Island and had helped organize the area's first synagogue. Okay, go off, Morris. Go Mm -hmm. off. Yep. While in college at New York State College for teachers, now State University of New York in Albany, where he studied math and history, Milk penned a popular weekly student newspaper column where he began questioning issues of diversity with a reflection on the lessons learned from the recently ended World War. Oh, my God. Imagine, like, like, I guess that's like, a th- like, yeah, it's like, what did we learn from a world war? Like, we don't have, we, us as are where we are in our lives don't have something like that to look to and be like, what did we learn from? A global war. Right. I feel
1: like the <laughs> where closest... there are allied and axis forces. Yes. I feel like the closest that we have maybe experienced is 9-11 and now the pandemic, but that just mm. feels like something completely different. Yeah. Like, yeah. It feels yeah. so- I
2: mean, the Iraq war and war in Afghanistan have never felt like what I'm assuming World War II felt like. Uh, for many reasons
1: (laughs) yeah but like they were longer but like people weren't going i mean people weren't going there's no draft there's no draft there's no like yeah so
2: but anyways so harvey milk is like i've got some thoughts Mm -hmm. after the recently closed world war he graduated in 1951 and enlisted in the navy he attended Officer Candidate School in Newport, Rhode Island, and subsequently was based in San Diego, where he served as a diving instructor. Wow, love that. I guess you need those in the Navy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're helpful. They're helpful.
2: They're so waterbound. <laughs> <laughs> in 1955, he resigned at the rank of Lieutenant Junior Grade after being officially questioned about his sexual orientation. Following his time in the Navy, Milk entered the civilian working world in New York as a public school teacher on Long Island, as a stock analyst in New York City, and as a production associate for Broadway musicals, including Jesus Christ
1: Superstar and Hair. I mean, I love it. He's the multi- wow. He's like the like ultimate multi hyphenate. Like I know. Fuck I acting, was like, singing and dancing. School teacher, okay,
2: stock analyst? Okay, okay. okay. Production assistant.
1: Go off. <laughs> like he's just all over. And I fucking I love. love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. So we're going to talk about his activism and his politics and how he, the different. Uh, elected offices that he campaigned for and served in and the causes that he championed and all that good stuff. So like the like the meaty chunk of his like adult life. Mm-hmm. So during the 1960s and early 70s, Milk became more actively involved in politics and advocacy as he demonstrated against the war in Vietnam. In late 1972, he moved to San Francisco where he opened a camera store on Castro Street in the heart of the city's growing gay community. It quickly became a neighborhood center. Milk's sense of humor and theatricality made him a popular figure, and a little more than a year after his arrival in the city, he declared his candidacy for the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. He lost that race, but emerged from the campaign as a force to be reckoned with in local politics. And I should say, mm. this is all coming from the Milk Foundation. Yeah. yeah. So he's like- Grassroots he's like i'm here i'm queer i'm ready to like have beer Get on my and, local yeah, board my, of supervisors yeah. yes dang yeah and i love that like he ran and he like he just keeps going like he runs and yeah. he doesn't win and he runs and he like he's just you know he's he's like i've got i've got my ideas and i've got causes and like yeah okay you're eventually you will like me enough right right <laughs> eventually just you're just gonna let me in
2: eventually you're just cock, gonna let me i'm in.
1: still coming i'm still coming So after some area merchants tried to prevent two gay men from opening a store, Milk and a few other business owners founded the Castro Village Association, a first in the nation organizing of predominantly LGBT businesses, with Harvey Milk as the president. He organized the Castro Street Fair in 1974 to attract more customers to area businesses, and its success made the Castro Village Association an effective power base for gay merchants and a blueprint for other LGBT communities in the U.S. So he's like, like, come on, he's like, he's doing it. He's he's like, he's like basically like becoming. It's not quite a union because, but like, it's kind of mm-hmm. serving the same purposes of like, this is how we protect ourselves. This is how we yeah. protect our people. And like, you know, it's across various industries because we're talking about different kinds of businesses. So like, but still, it's like, you know, he's creating this blueprint for other cities to then use yeah um which is so smart so smart it's so smart i'm always in awe
2: of the power of like profoundly effective local community organization and like a grassroots organizational effort i mean i feel like the only thing i can point to that's that's relatively relevant to us is like what Stacey abrams did in georgia i mean they're two different things but like the power of getting super organized and super focused yeah and seeing like i mean the impact that both of these things which are completely different had because of these individuals putting all of their eggs in the local community grassroots organization like the impact that it had is crazy yeah I love it. Oh, it makes me so happy when people organize.
1: It's so good. So additionally, Harvey Milk forged an alliance with the Teamsters Union, a smart smart play, by supporting a boycott of Coors beer.
2: Go for the jugular.
1: Go for the jugular. And also, fuck yes. Go for
2: Coors. Please. Heck
1: yeah. (laughs) Take it offline. Oh my God. (laughs) I fucking love. And the union returned the favor by promising to hire more gay drivers. Hells
2: yeah. I love this. Gay cores drivers? That's Back the yeah. greatest
1: thing I've ever heard. It's so good. Absolutely. It's so good. With his charisma, energy, and natural political skills, Milk was soon known as the mayor of Castro Street because he was like, oh, yeah. this is what I want to do. Who can I partner with? Y'all. Yeah. We're we're striking. We're striking. Do you need help? Sorry, wars? Yes. Sorry, Wars. Yeah. Sorry. In 1975, he ran again for the combined San Francisco City County Supervisor seat and narrowly lost. By now, he was established as the leading political spokesman for the Castro's vibrant gay community. His close friend and ally, Mayor George Moscone, appointed him to the city's board of permit appeals, making Milk the first openly gay city commissioner in the United States.
2: Amazing! So great! Amazing! He's so
1: great. But he keeps running for stuff. And in nineteen, of course he does. And as of course he should. He does, why would you stop running for stuff? Like why he's would you building stop? a name for himself, and like yeah. go off, go literally off, Harvey. On January 9th, 1978, he was inaugurated as the San Francisco City County Supervisor. This was an important and symbolic victory for the LGBT community, as well as a personal triumph for Milk. His election, which he easily won, made national and international headlines.
2: I love it. It's like, I feel like finally we have a victory. Yeah. At the ballot box. Yeah. After- He's been what, putting like, in the
1: work. Five, six years of, of just running for things. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, organizing and, like, supporting the community and all that.
2: Never give up. If you lose, just simply try again. Try again. Try again.
1: He was a powerful advocate for strong, safe neighborhoods and pressured the mayor's administration to improve services for the Castro, such as library services and community policing. In addition, he spoke out on state and national issues of interest to LGBT people, women, racial and ethnic minorities, and other marginalized communities.
2: I mean, lift everybody else up. That's I love it. I love to see it. So one of these national issues that Harvey Milk helped address was the California Ballot Initiative Proposition 6, which would have mandated the firing of gay teachers in state public schools, if you can believe it. State Senator John Briggs, seeking to marshal anti-gay sentiment and an agenda of hate and diminishment for political gain, spearheaded this Proposition 6 initiative, who which was to fire gay
1: teachers in public schools. It, was, it like became known as the Briggs Initiative.
2: With strong, effective opposition from Milk and others, it was defeated at a time when other political attacks on gay people were being successfully waged around the U.S. So Harvey Milk was like, absolutely not. Is this happening here? And good day, sir. Good day, sir. Demonstrating his penchant for courting publicity... Milk co-sponsored a, quote, pooper scooper, end quote, ordinance that required dog owners to clean up after their pets. Yes. Yes.
1: You have to clean up after your pets. Pick up your dog's poop. It is part of being a dog owner. Especially in a city, in a metropolis.
2: Yes. Yes. Like San Francisco. Yes. Come on. If you don't pick up after your dog's poop, you're a piece of shit. Sorry. Pick
1: Pick up the poop.
2: As supervisor, he also dove into more personal matters by spearheading a bill to ban discrimination in employment, housing, and public accommodations based on sexual orientation, one of the nation's strongest gay rights measures to date. The ordinance was passed with only one dissenting vote, that of Supervisor Dan White, and Mayor Moscone signed the measure into law on March 21st, 1978. I mean, in the mid-70s, he's getting anti- LGBTQ discrimination legislation
1: passed. Pass. Yep. Yep. Passed. As like, like the AIDS crisis is starting to ramp up. As, like... Yes, exactly right.
2: Following California State Senator John Briggs' introduction of Proposition 6 and or the Briggs measure or whatever it was called. The Briggs Initiative. Ba- uh, yeah. Briggs Initiative. There we go. Uh, Which sought to ban gay teachers and anyone supporting gay rights from working in California schools, Milk spent much of the summer and fall of 1978 campaigning against that. He drew the support of several political luminaries, including (gasps) President James Earl Carter Jr. Yes, and former California Governor Ronald Reagan. I know, right? Dynamic trio. So awesome go off. And Prop 6, or the Briggs Initiative, was soundly defeated by more than one million votes in November.
1: Oh, that's so, that's amazing. You couldn't get. That is amazing. I, that's really amazing. Yeah. And I love that it's like, it's bipartisan. Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan were like, that's yeah. stupid.
2: Yeah. No. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty wild trio when you sort of step back and take a look at them. It's like,
1: Carter, Woof. Reagan, and Harvey Milk. <laughs> and Harvey Milk walk into a bar. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. And support gay rights. That's the end of yeah. the joke.
2: It's unfortunate that Reagan could not, you know, step up when the AIDS crisis was unfolding. I feel like. Yes. Unfortunately, to failed say us the all. least.
1: Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors.
0: Grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back
1: So that's like his, you know, his political and his political trajectory, his activism, all the stuff that he was fighting for. And not to say that, like, you know, that is definitely the most interesting part of his history, his death and what happened afterwards, I feel like is just as much known for that just because oh, of for what sure. happened in the I aftermath. Mean, but yeah, it's uh, but yeah, so it's it's. He is an activist, but then also his death was just tragic and really shook the city of San Francisco. So Harvey Milk was assassinated on November 27th, 1978 by a disgruntled former city supervisor named Dan White. Do we remember? We just talked about him. He oh, my God. He was like God. the lone dissenting vote.
2: We literally just talked about him.
1: Yeah. He That's was crazy. The, crazy. He was the lone dissenting vote. Denway assassinated Harvey Milk and also Mayor George Moscone. He snuck into City Hall through a basement window, avoiding metal detectors at the official entrances, went to Moscone's office, killed him, and then walked down the hall to kill Milk. And this is all coming from the Milk Foundation. So he's like subverting security yeah. and just walks in and it's crazy
2: to me i don't remember i mean i think i did watch the the film when i was in my in my teens unlike you who watched it in your <laughs> 20s so i don't i i obviously didn't remember the details of who assassinated harvey milk also like you know yeah should we even memorialize that person in any way shape or form no but yeah. it's interesting to me as a far as far as when we look at Figures who – the people that we've looked at who were figures that had been assassinated or attempted assassinations. It's it's interesting to me that this was, like, a colleague, yeah, not some crazy person, like, thinking that Jodie Foster would notice <laughs> them. Right, right, right. Uh, or, like, low-key, already a criminal type. This was, like, a
1: white-collar elected official who like worked with them who just disagreed and was like i don't like gays so much i'm gonna kill the mayor and the guy i'm gonna kill the mayor yes the mayor like
2: i think that also gets i feel like it doesn't get highlighted enough it's like it's not just harvey milk who was assassinated on this day but the full ass mayor of san francisco not that like one is more important than the other but like That's two crazy assassinations to happen. crazy.
1: At the same time. Yeah. Oof. By a guy who snuck in. He snuck in. I just find it. That's... The whole thing is insane. Insane. So that night, a crowd of thousands spontaneously came together on Castro Street and marched to City Hall in a silent candlelight vigil. Given the hatred directed at gay people in general and at Milk in particular, he had received daily death threats he was aware of the likelihood that he may well be assassinated which would be wild to live with that kind of knowledge yeah of, like that i can't even the fact that there's yeah. somebody out there who's like i would like to kill you like yeah. just and, and not just one like and probably these death threats were not i mean maybe they were who knows but like these death threats probably were not coming from this guy like there are multiple no, people i don't out i mean i don't think like, he ever looked over die. at
2: harvey on a council meeting and was like i want to Kill you? Actually, (laughs) actually, I would like. Oh, yeah. I actually, I'm so excited to kill you at some point. Um, and this is also like before the internet, so we Hmm. we hear of death threats all the time by trolls and, you know, people online who like mask their identities to to say these hateful things. This is his death threats were probably
1: letters, letters that were delivered. Somebody
2: sat down at a desk with a pen and was like, "Dear Harvey Milk." I wish you were dead, and I also wish that I did it. And in fact, I might actually do it. Then put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, put it through the US postal system in to arrive at his
1: office. Like it it's a it's a different type of death threat. It's a yeah. It's it's crazy. And to live with that level of danger and animosity and yeah. just to like keep doing what you're doing and yeah. fighting for the things that you think are right is just like at- admirable and
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah it's uh I c- yeah I can't imagine living under that kind of stress yeah but because he was uh, he was getting all these death threats and was aware of the likelihood that he could be assassinated he recorded several versions of his will quote to be read in the event of my assassination <laughs>
2: okay (laughs) yeah
1: one of the tapes contained the now famous statement quote if a bullet should enter my brain let that bullet destroy every closet door close quote which is like yeah you know like a reference to like gay people being in the closet and you know not being out and so he's hoping that if he is assassinated that that like shatters that kind of oppression uh Mm -hmm. through the metaphor of the closet door right His nephew, Stuart Milk, a teenager at the time and close with his uncle, came out afterwards, along with countless others across the nation on the day that his uncle was killed. Shortly after Milk's death, people marching for gay rights in Washington, D.C. chanted Harvey Milk lives. So like Mm. it's spanning the country and people who support him and support the gay community were coming out in, um, in support of him and what he was fighting for. Yeah. This is where, I mean, it's already crazy. This is where you, like, it gets a little bit like Hollywood level crazy. So oh boy. Dan White, Milk's assassin, was acquitted of murder charges. Like, <gasps> can you fucking believe? Fucking he believe.
0: Killed and the mayor.
1: He killed the mayor and was this given. Cr- he killed two people. He killed two people, and they were like, no. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, my God. He was given oh a mild goodness. sentence for manslaughter, partly okay. as, mm-hmm. <gasps> partly as a result of what became known as the Twinkie defense. I
2: am not even interested in what this is going to be, but I know you're about to tell me.
1: This is that same bullshit where, like, that kid got off for rape or murder or something somewhere where, because... His defense attorneys were like, he just is too rich to understand consequences.
2: Oh, sure. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. I forget that. That makes you um unable to differentiate between a violent crime mm-hmm. and uh,
1: other things. And, and you know, not committing. Outlets. Between violent crime and not committing violent crime. And not committing violent crime. Being too rich to understand the yes. difference is... Absolutely okay. It is. I can see. I can. Let me put myself in
2: his shoes. I can see how he wouldn't quite grasp that murdering. I would assume premeditated.
0: Uh, he walked in with
2: a good- people he snuck in. How is he snuck, that not He was pre. Of course it was premeditated. This is premeditated. It's not like it's not like he was fighting with the mayor and Harvey Milk and then was like, "You know what? Bang bang." Right, he no. literally he was like, "I have to
1: sneak in past the yep. metal detectors because I so have that a I can gun. actually go and kill them because mm-hmm. otherwise if I went in the normal way, I would be stopped <gasps> because I have a metal gun. Weapon. Yes. It's insane. His okay, ad- get, lay on the Twinkie defense for me. I'm oh so interested. It's absolutely insane. His attorney claimed that White had eaten too much junk food on the day of the killings and thus could not be held accountable for his crimes. This I'm is coming from Milk Foundation. Like, this is so not sorry. like TMZ reporting this out. This is like. I
2: haven't had anything green in like. Three weeks have yet to kill somebody. Have yet to do it to pre to premeditate, right? And then murders.
1: No, I'm sorry, not one person, but actually two, Wait, people. two people. Two people. Do you know what, Lizzie? You know what? I, you go right ahead. All of the junk food that you've had, apparently, you could rob a bank. I can, and nobody no, would give a, a shit. Kill somebody. You I could kill don't want to Go for the big guns. Just hold your bag of Cheetos. That's all you need. My doctor said that my cholesterol
2: levels were high and I needed to stop eating red meat and cheese,
1: which I think I could use in the court of law. Absolutely. Absolutely. This that is, is a valid insane. is a valid defense. They also claimed, uh, White's defense attorneys also claimed that, quote, the year prior he had been suffering from diminished mental capacity and that he was briefly out of his mind because of crippling depression. That, that's coming from San Francisco Gate. So, like. So sorry. Okay, he's depressed. So sorry. Need Twinkies. I'm sorry. Are you, like, what 12-year-old girl is not doing the same? And they I'm are not say, murdering people.
2: On paper, Dan White and I are currently exactly the same. And yet only one of us has committed murder. Right. Twice. Twice. Premeditated. Twice. Snuck in. And it's not me. With a gun. And it's not you. With a gun. <laughs> this is
1: insane. Insane. He was sentenced to, so this is back to being from uh, the Milk Foundation, he was sentenced to less than eight years in prison on May 21st, 1979, the day before what would have been Milk's 49th birthday, igniting what came to be known as the White Night Riots. So like, yeah, they're claiming he's depressed and he's, depressed. he's, he's been eating poorly. too many Twinkies, which is what led him to kill these two people, sure. not his bigotry. Not cold blooded murder, not uh, whatever you want to, whatever, whatever. And so of course people were like, the fuck,
2: O M G, if this would, oh my
1: god, I would have, oh yeah, I'm, I'm so angry, and this is forty plus years ago at this point. Yeah, and. there were obviously riots and so they were called the white knight riots and so lizzie's gonna tell us about the white knight riots
2: i sure am i sure am honestly if somebody today was like we're gonna riot against this decision i'd be like let's go that's Mm -hmm. how worked up i am about it so let's talk about the white knight riots enraged citizens you could say stormed city hall and rows of police cars were set on fire The city suffered property damage and police officers retaliated by raiding Castro Street, vandalizing gay businesses, and beating people in the street. So we just are having a great time with this. Inside City Hall, Mayor Dianne Feinstein, who had found Milk's body the previous November, was absorbing the news. Sorry, let's pause there. I know, I know. I read that and I was like... Holy
1: shit. GD phone.
2: That's insane. This woman Mm -hmm. has, she's been around for so many crazy events. So, obviously, she's been around in what we just said, where she was the person who discovered Harvey Milk's body. She also (laughs) was the mayor at the time when the night stalker, Richard Ramirez, was like on a rampage. Uh-huh. And she, like, told the press information that the police were trying to keep secrets so that they could, you know, sometimes the police don't divulge certain information so they can tie people to the crime that they don't know that they know. And she, like, divulged all of the police secrets in a press conference and the police were like, oh, my God. <laughs> so she was around for
1: that. Oh, my God, She's that's crazy. She's still
2: fully a senator of California in the Senate leadership.
1: This is crazy. That's so That this nuts. woman has seen so much. I feel like we need to do a biopic on her, and it might be a long one. It might be a I
2: mean, dang. <laughs> I didn't know that she was the one who found Harvey Milk, for God's sake. I had sakes. no
1: idea. That's so insane. I mean, like- That's insane. I re- like, between, like, reading about the Twinkie defense when I was researching this and that nugget of information, I was like, yeah. how do I not remember this film? A lot like, of curveballs. There's so many curveballs. Yeah. And like you, you do you see what I mean? Like this is where like the Hollywood version of his of like right. his legacy existence whatever starts. Like I, like if you wrote this knowing what we like Diane, back then Diane Feinstein wasn't like Diane Feinstein. But like it's, it's just crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. So, all right, back to the
2: notes. The the riots are happening. Diane Feinstein is mayor. She's the mayor while these riots are happening. She was met at her office by then fiancé Richard Blum, and the pair went back to her Pacific Heights home for dinner around six. Soon, she heard there was unrest at Civic Center, and at 8:30 p.m., Feinstein and Blum were driven back to City Hall. These are coming. Uh, this notes. These next notes are coming from that uh, San, Francisco, San Francisco Gate article by Katie Dowd. Thousands of protesters were already gathered outside. They were smashing windows, ripping pieces off the government buildings, screaming, quote, kill Dan White, end quote. When police moved in with nightclubs, the violence escalated. Protesters began setting cop cars on fire. A group of police officers went to the gay bar, the Elephant Walk, and started destroying property in retaliation. Patrons were assaulted, and it wasn't until the police chief arrived that the rioting ended. So basically, the civilians rioted. Then I would say the cops rioted. Mm-hmm. And then the police chief comes in and says, I'm so sorry. This is done now. Yeah. By the night's end, dozens of police and over 100 civilians were injured. A civil grand jury later convened found insufficient evidence to indict anyone for the riots. Shocking. White, Dan White, the murderer and assassinator, assassin (laughs) of Harvey Milk, would end up serving five of his seven-year sentence. Shortly after he was paroled in 1984, he returned to San Francisco against the advice of pretty much everybody. And then one year later, he killed himself. I mean... What a crazy end to this whole thing. Crazy. Absolutely bananas. Yeah. And of course, like now, I think we see the effects of Harvey Milk's initial organizing efforts. Um, I truly don't think that the LGBT community would be where it is now as far as the leaps and bounds that have been done. Even since his death, if it wasn't for the stuff that he did prior to it and his activism, I mean, talk about laying the ground. I mean, I feel like he laid the foundation and the groundwork for grassroots for the grassroots like civil rights movement specifically for the gay community. Yeah, that has since been built upon and gotten to the. I mean, I feel like if Harvey Milk was here today, he'd be like, "This is crazy," (laughs) you know. All of the all of the things that we've achieved that we have, you know, legalized gay marriage. Oh my god! Yeah so many anti-discrimination laws have been passed on a and have been held up level. in
1: court. Yeah.
2: Held up in court? Yep. Yeah, I mean a really really inspiring figure. I wish that he was taught more regularly. Mm-hmm. Because I think absolutely a civil rights icon. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That we that does does get left out, I feel a lot probably. Because he is gay
1: or was oh, gay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> if I had to pinpoint a reason. <laughs> just to put my finger on it. I that would be it. it. <laughs> I would say it was because. Yeah, I, 100%. Like, I mean, we learned about, like, other civil rights leaders in school. But, like, the idea that somebody would tell us about Harvey Milk back in the 90s. No. Well, because also then you would have to explain, like, that, like, you would have to stand up. For for him and what mm-hmm. he was fighting for in order for that to even make sense to do because yeah like you can't be like I mean you know whatever like just bring him up and then be like and he was fighting for the wrong thing Like, I, I mean you could do that yeah. but I just feel like the best yeah. thing to do then is to like leave it alone and not talk about him at all if you really think that what he was fighting for was bullshit Right. Um,
2: Well, and also I feel like if you're going to teach Harvey Milk, you're probably going to have to mention that he was assassinated and that his murderer was given five years in prison for manslaughter after killing two people. And then you'd have to be like, oh, why was that? Oh, I don't know. Probably because the jury was very homophobic (laughs) and saw Mm -hmm. justification in some twisted way. Yeah. Or at least was willing to be like, oh yeah, heat events, perfect. A way mm-hmm. for me to say, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. yeah, give him, give him a little bit. You know, obviously, don't let him off. But like, like he did something wrist. bad.
1: He hurt two people. Yeah, he, he should didn't... go to
2: jail. But like the rest of his life, I mean, I don't know. That seems crazy. That seems crazy. I mean, they were gay. They were or was the mayor gay or
1: no? Oh no, I don't think so. Like milk was I don't gay, think the but gay, like, like, yeah, but but, yeah. Yeah. but, was but gay. like. Yeah. Yeah. And in that situation, like, supporting something like that is just as right. bad as being gay. Right. That's why, like, the Briggs initiative was, like, no gay teachers and no teachers who support the gays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: um, yeah. Hopefully, as time continues to go on and as we push more and more to be a more uh, inclusive uh, country that protects all of the people, regardless of literally any identifiers I would say we can talk more openly about the work of people like Harvey Milk in all areas of the country yeah and that's my final thought on Harvey Milk and that is the end of our episode that's it that's it that's it great great I don't know great topic I love it and um And happy Harvey Milk Day. Happy Harvey Milk Day. Everybody
1: who is celebrating, it's coming up.
2: So Mm -hmm. uh, celebrate however you want to. But in the meantime, we love you guys so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. You can rate us. You can review us. You can subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next
1: Wednesday. Goodbye.